Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a brand new show on the Ringer Podcast Network dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish Feed, I'll be talking with my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV and movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish Feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Smucker's Uncrustables. I love a food hack. Check out Uncrustables, the best part of the sandwich. It's a round, crimped sandwich made with soft, pillowy bread filled with peanut butter and jelly. The best part is you simply freeze and thaw them, pop them straight from the freezer into a lunchbox for less work on a busy morning. You'll find Smucker's Uncrustables in the freezer aisle. Learn more at Uncrustables.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Demo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. Chris, we're going to talk a little bit about stories about stinky food, and then we're going to finish with a top five or the price is ripe. Not a top five. It's called the price is ripe, where we're going to value, you know, we're going to put the value, not maybe denomination, foods that are stinky, but worth it. All right? Foods that are stinky, but are worth it. What we got? Well, I think this is going to be especially relevant since we're all, uh, we're moving in together. <laughs> the major demo media team is all moving into our studio soon. We're going to be uh, suffering through the same office politics and office kitchen hijinks that the rest of the world has. Dave and I have already been sharing a kitchen a little bit as we've been shooting some things. But you brought this up the other day because we were, I think we were in the Ringer studio and we were perusing their, their shared fridge space. And you were thinking about, Stinky foods and office etiquette when it comes to bringing your, uh, should we call it stinky? Should we call it pungent? Well, this, is a, this is, again, sort of topical to what we've been talking about. We're not, if we say a food is stinky, that's a that judgment. Can trigger, it can trigger somebody by saying, that's the food I love and I grew up with from my country or how I was raised. Right. And now you're fucking categorizing it as something that's terrible because it's stinky. That's not what we're trying to say here, right? I can tell you right now, kimchi's fucking stinky, but I love it. Right. So I think what we're trying to say here are moments where you are, have been, whether it's home, office, college dorm, whatever, where you know that the food you're going to eat is going to leave an aroma that may be distasteful and be potentially challenging to other people, but you love it and you're caught in this dilemma like, I want to eat it because it's delicious and I know it's good to me. It's a completely different story, which we're not going to talk about today, if you're completely oblivious to the fact that the food you're making is... Going to fucking make other people not like it because it's very, very challenging. If you're not a, aware of that, you should just turn off the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, we a little self-awareness is needed to have to enjoy this segment. Yeah, a little, a little self-awareness. And, and Chang and I were going back and forth a little bit on, uh, are we gonna? Is this worth getting into? Are people going to be offended just at the word that we're referring to food as stinky? Listen, Dave just said kimchi is stinky, and he loves it. My people make a food literally called stinky tofu. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you not... right now to Chris Ying, it's the fucking stinkiest goddamn food I could think of. It literally it is... smells like garbage, like rotting garbage. And it's not, it's not like a uh, mistranslation. You know, I've, it's been, not like... I've been, I've been in Taipei. Or was it Hong Kong or Taipei with my friend Tony Long at a street market. And you know what he was doing? He was like Ratatouille using his fucking nose or Roxanne, <laughs> the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin when he was trying to smell the fucking fire. You can absolutely He was literally using his nose to find the right stinky tofu mm. stall. Mm. That's how stinky it is. There's a lot of food that's being cooked in street market stands. 
a lot of competing smells. You know how powerfully pungent you need to be to override <laughs> all of that? It's fucking crazy. It's 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 powerful, and I, I will admit this. I I like stinky tofu. I don't I don't seek it out. I don't have I don't follow I don't follow a trail of aroma through the air like a cartoon cat or anything in the in the street market. I like it. I've enjoyed it in my life. It doesn't just smell strongly. <laughs> it smells like shit. <laughs> like literal. I think it actually, the, the, the volatile compounds that come off it, I think are actually shared with some of those of poo-poo. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, I want to be, I want to be first over the fence on this because I don't want to be offended. I like it. This is my people's thing. I'm just saying, I promise you, I won't be bringing stinky tofu into the office fridge because I'm aware of myself. A little self-awareness is all Can I say the only time I, the, the smell of stinky tofu that I had in Hong Kong, it was Hong Kong. The only time I smelled anything remotely close to that was, uh, I think I was in Spain and there was a cheese that was from like a, it's finished in a stomach. Mm. Can't remember the name. Mm. It was so, <laughs> so, I never tasted it because I almost vomited. Yeah. I can say that because it's true. <laughs> And you're, this is what I'm trying to say. You can't tell me that it doesn't smell potentially foul when it's fermenting and rotting things. Can, mm-hmm. can, can we be objective here? You it, can't tell me that durian, some people might smell good. To me, it smells like diarrhea. There's nothing fruity about durian. Uh-huh. But I listen, some people love it. Mm-hmm. When we did a, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Kate McKinnon ate so much durian. <laughs> I was disgusted <laughs> by her Is durian habits. Yeah, she loves durian, and That's we would have. Amazing. She hates ketchup. She loves durian. I was like, you are much more of a challenging, uh, open eater than I could ever be because I can't even put it in my mouth. It's so spicy. It it like tingles my. I can't. I can't eat it. I think durian smells terrible. Is it okay for me to say durian smells terrible? I think that even. People in the countries where the durian comes from admit that it smells, if not terrible. So durian, overwhelming. stinky tofu is like durian that's been fermented in poo-poo. <laughs> Again, it's not a mistranslation. In Chinese, it's to tofu, which is literally just stinky tofu. <laughs> it just, it's recognizably part of the name. It people smells bad. love it. It's, people love it. And I cannot even get 16... I'm like a 15 feet barrier. That's how close I can get before. <laughs> so now, yesterday, last night, uh, we, you know, my mother-in-law made a uh, which is Dengjang times 1000, in my uh-huh. opinion, properly made. It's extremely fermented for soybean, like way more, way more. Uh, my dad loved eating it. You eat it with rice or it's, it's not like a real stew. If you make it, your house is going to reek for, a long time. Yeah. A long time. Tonggukjang is black belt level Korean food. <laughs> it's one of those stinky ass foods that I love. But my own brother would have to leave the house because he couldn't eat it. Couldn't smell it. So I understand. And that's one of the foods that I can't make. I thought about it. I can't make that at like uh, open kitchen. I can't serve that if I go. If, if I have friends coming over. This is the conversation I want to get to ultimately. Tonggukjang would be something. Or stinky tofu for example. If you have friends coming over that have never had that, that are really middle of the road eaters, what would happen if you served stinky tofu? If I served durian? I think that <laughs> what would happen really? I think, we would cross the, I think we would cross the line. I think it would cross the line where I've, you, you've served people food that at your own home where you could tell they were uncomfortable. Oh. All the time, right? Uh, they're All not the used to this. They don't like, oh, I didn't know they didn't like raw fish. I didn't know they didn't eat dip down with this or the other thing. And you see them kind of push it around their plate or whatever. But they're generally polite. No one says anything because they know, especially when, when you're cooking, I'm sure, Dave, they're, they're not going to say, well, this guy's a bad cook. So that's why this tastes un- bad to me. But I think if you serve them durian or sticky tofu, I, I, think the lo- I, think that, I think that would cross a line where they would say something. I think they would say, oh, my God, what so is growing this? up? Growing up before my the, the invention of a kimchi fridge and we didn't live in an area where you could have kimchi outside or store it, you know, we had one refrigerator and that's how my mom had her kimchi. 
I, re- I mean, listen, I've talked about this enough. I don't think I'd have a career in food if I didn't get scarred and traumatized by so many people coming over and yelling at us, and making fun of us the next day at school. being like, Dave's home smells like fucking poo. <laughs> Literally. Sorry. Dave's home smells like poo, you know? Because if they've never had kimchi before, if you've never smelled it, I think it's a very small audience of gr- people that would say, oh, that's really yummy. I like that smell. Right for the same, it's probably the same percentage of people that when they smell durian, like, oh, that's great. I don't know what the percentage is, but it certainly exists. So unless you overlap with that percentage group of people, more more than likely, you're like, ah, that doesn't smell good. The other thing is this: even if my mom doesn't have kimchi out, it gets into your water supply that makes ice, or (laughs) if you have water, or if you have any beverages in your fridge, it emanates. So everything starts to taste funky. Growing up, we never put ice in our drinks because it always tasted like kimchi or something that wasn't supposed to be a flavor that you weren't supposed to have. Yeah. Right? That's just how I grew up and I understood it. And I would always tell friends, like, you can't use any ice. You're not going to like it. It's going to taste weird to you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so, like, I would never serve kimchi. Like that. And that's, again, the hardest thing for me to understand. Now, why, honestly, a lot of white people are like, dude, I love kimchi. I'm like, it boggles my mind. It's the same reason it, it would be equivalent to me, even though durian is much more pungent. People would be like, oh, I eat durian all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? So that is sort of the equivalent I have that people are not eating kimchi in general. But even today, my in-law, my mother-in-law knows, because she, she knows that like when we lived in New York, I would hate to have kimchi in the fridge. I mean, you know why? We would get complaints if I make kimchi or something from our next door neighbors. Because mm-hmm. it would go into the hallways. If you don't live in New York City, you have no idea. Anything you cook, it's shared with all your neighbors. We would get complaints. Mm-hmm. Or if you had people over, if I, whatever, were entertaining, whatever, I never would want kimchi there because you open up a jar, it's going to stink the whole house, a whole apartment. It has been so obvious to her. She now feels that like she can never cook kimchi. And I had to apologize to her. I said, I'm so sorry. You know, that is not the case. You know, and, and like now we try to keep kimchi in the garage. But in general, I'm very aware of the smell of kimchi to a lot of people, including myself. I love kimchi. I love it. But I choose not to have that smell in my house. Neither do most Koreans, which is why they fucking invented a kimchi fridge for fuck's sake. (laughs) Okay. You're talking about one of the, I would say in the mid tier, we'll get to the ratings, mid tier of smelly foods, stinky foods. But like, I think I'm aware when people come over and I try not to do it. Same thing with like hot pot. These are all things we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, you know, when I came over to your house and we had chirashi and, you know, uh, hand rolls, you could have served natto, mm. but natto doesn't smell that bad. Just has a terrible mouthfeel. This is interesting. We'll have to get to natto and, and things later because I saw natto and century eggs listed on a lot of like websites of the stinkiest foods. And I thought so to myself- Century egg doesn't stink. They don't stink at all. You guys just decided to pick a thing and make it stinky. That's fucking racist. Here's the thing. Before we get into the ranking of stinky foods, I want to ask you this. Because what you were just talking about of, of you know, your brother would have to leave the house if you ate this dish, but you love it. I remember when we did our, our prototype pilot episode of Recipe Club with Priya and we did BLTs. Do you remember her parents had to leave the house to go for a walk while she was cooking bacon? Because yeah. the smell of bacon, objectively delicious to you and I, was so offensive to to yep. them because they never so, eat bacon. So for those that don't understand, we were basically cooking Jesus Christ <laughs> in her house. We, we asked yes. Priya to cook Jesus Christ in front of her parents, yeah. who would be evangelical Christians like in a, this analogy. A, a hickory smoked Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> in front of the 700 Club. So here's the thing. My point is anybody's yuck can be somebody else's yum, right? We're or talking your about yuck off- is just yuck. <laughs> We're talking about in a potential office environment or a shared environment. This is going to be offices because a lot of this shit has happened to me in houses when I was living in college with roommates and things like that. Anywhere where you're sharing a kitchen space and sharing an eating space is the smell of other people's food (laughs) gross, full stop. (laughs) You just smell what somebody else is making. I mean, clearly we're talking about stuff that nobody talks about. You know, or listen, whether people come to the office full time or not, doesn't matter. They can understand this. You don't do certain things. Why don't you do certain things? You don't bring, you know, oily fish. You don't cook fish in the microwave per se, even though I think that's bullshit because you can without it being smelling. 
You don't bring durian. You don't bring kimchi. You don't bring foods that are, you know, notoriously pungent, smelly. Some would say stinky to a shared work environment because some people may be offended by it. Is this common knowledge to everybody? <laughs> I don't think it is common knowledge. Or some people just decide to, much in the same way that uh, it's common knowledge that you shouldn't um, just clip your fingernails at your desk next to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Much in that way. I've still seen motherfuckers do this. So if you, if you go into a corporate refrigerator, for the most part, that is, I don't know, like spot like uh, I don't want to say Spotify, but anyone that's a corporate environment. If you look in that fridge, you're gonna see oat milk, maybe mm-hmm. almond milk, maybe some cold brew, maybe some crudite that's already been individual, some hummus right. that's all been individually sealed. Maybe you'll have some fruit, and you'll have different packages of chips. But that's about it. You might have some maybe half of Mike's salad from lunch. Yeah, we're not even talking about the, the 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 lunch bags or the the. The people that people, the food that people have brought to eat themselves. It's just, but you're talking about odorless. <laughs> you think about odorless thing. It is literally what the food headlines and the masthead looked at most food publications. <laughs> not too, not until too recently. <laughs> Bland and vanilla and odorless as fuck. <laughs> literally, and yeah. that's an exact fucking metaphor. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The stories and the shit they wrote about was basically that. Just like unoffensive. Vanilla is not even the word. Smells like nothing. Mm-hmm. Tastes like nothing. Is about nothing. Yeah. I okay. To powder. be the least offensive. Odorless, tasteless. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we can agree on that. Now, what we want to talk about are the times when it's not. When somebody decides to be the aberration. To be the anomaly. <laughs> right. Like from our Discord. Eric, the chopstick says, my boss repeatedly would microwave her lunch of lean ground beef, egg whites, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli. She was a competitive bodybuilder. And I will never forget how that meal smelled. I smelled every day in that break room for a year. It was the worst. Smelled like a gigantic fart. Now, is that boss to you, Chang? Here's the question. Hero or villain? (laughs) Well, listen, I think ground beef and egg whites, there's nothing wrong with that. What would be disgusting to me is if they didn't add any salt to that. (laughs) What, Which I'm sure what, they're not. What is going to be the offensive smelling thing here for the microwave and for the office workers is the Brussels sprouts and broccoli. Yep. That can smell like a fart that hasn't fucking been digested yet, right <laughs> off the bat. If you don't know what I'm talking about, when you cook broccoli, especially in a microwave or you steam it, but particularly in a microwave, I don't know why, it smells like a fart mm-hmm. that's not entered your body yet. That's the best way I can describe it. It's not entered your body yet. That's what you meant by an undigested fart. You know? It's, it's, it's an I'm out gonna of tell body you this. It's an out it's of body oftentimes fart. The, the, the broccoli smell or the Brussels sprout smell, particularly those two, cabbage to me is like second tier. The fart smell of the Brussels sprout and broccoli will smell better before it enters your body. Well, it smell better after it leaves your body than before it enters your body. <laughs> Okay. It's a very, it can at times, not all the time. I don't know what the sulfur content is, but it's clearly sulfur or if it's aged broccoli or not. I don't know why, but the bro- beef and egg whites, that's not going to smell. Cooking broccoli, that's offensive, I think, to people. So here's my thinking. See, he even said it. It smelled like a gigantic fart. You see? I didn't even get down there. It smells like a gigantic here's fart. Here's my problem with that. Here's my problem with the gigantic fart. I actually think on the scale of fart smelliness, gigantic ones don't smell as bad as small ones. <laughs> but that's a whole different issue. You know, it was funny when we read that thing uh, recently. It was on ChatGPT or something when they were talking about Jerusalem artichokes. They're the new vegetable. Like, <laughs> will never be in my house or any of the restaurants. I don't think Absolutely. I've ever put. I put some raw Jerusalem artichokes on before. But that tuber, it should be renamed. The fartichoke. It is the fartichoke. It's the Jerusalem fartichoke. But I can't tell. I can't, if you want to just rip farts, 
Just eat Jerusalem artichokes. Roasted, it is. <laughs> if you want to rip farts, this is the second unendorsed ad of the episode. First was Warby and now is for fartichokes. You don't need to make some kind of bullshit DTC Instagram company. You know, look at this. In my spare time off when I got laid off, I decided to make an afternoon tea that gives me fucking energy. That's not coffee. My version of it is, at home, I was so bored during the pandemic, I wanted to do something that would make everyone laugh. So I didn't want a whoopee cushion. I wanted a real fucking fart and i just found that if i went to the fucking grocery store that sold jerusalem artichokes and i roasted it off and i would eat them not more than an hour and a half later i'll be farting for three hours straight that's my instagram dtc business i can see the banner ad right now where it's just like farts too small (laughs) (laughs) uh but I, i my original question though i look at this boss and i think well Hero or villain? When I hear about this person at Eric's office, I think hero. You know what? You do you. You're you're a bodybuilder. You need your protein. You need your vegetables. You're not going to change your eating for the sake of your employees. Now, if I worked for this person, <laughs> I don't know that I could deal with this. this well, that's what up. I would say in my anonymous review. <laughs> your workplace review. You're not even that big of a bodybuilder. I don't know why the fuck. <laughs> You eat this every day. They keep you're not even this. that in shape. You're one of those fucking people that say they're always in shape and they're always lifting, but I can't tell. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's what it I would have said. It would be one thing if I could tell you were a competitive yeah. bodybuilder. I mean, at least look like you're on steroids. <laughs> that would have been my 360 review. <laughs> At least look like you're on steroids. At least take some steroids with that food you're eating. Have you ever been? Have you ever been a culprit of this kind of action? Of this sort of whether it's stinky food or another office office eating infraction? No, not really. Mm. I mean, uh, I believe that if Noel were here, she would say she'd... that no snacks on her desk were safe from the. Uh... Oh no! Eating people's food is one thing. Cooking is another. <laughs> Oh no, eating people's food? Definitely. I no, that. I was just urban foraging. <laughs> okay. I was urban corporate office foraging. And I was inspired by many of the great chefs in Europe and some of the Buddhist nuns in Korea, where they go and forage their food. And I just did that in my office. And it happened to be Noelle sat behind me, so <laughs> she would always have snacks. And I would always ask, hey, is it okay if I have some? There was a really beautiful it? patch of nasturtiums planted right behind you yeah. <laughs> that you would just always get into. Yeah. Uh, I feel maybe because of the same sort of thing as uh, upbringing, whenever I, I very rarely over the course of however long I've been working in the professional world, 20, 20 some odd years, I very rarely have ever brought food from home to eat. Specifically for the reasons we're talking about where I'm just, I don't want anybody asking me about it. I don't want anybody smelling it. I don't want any sign of any of this. But I'll tell you what, a week ago, as you and I have been talking about trying to be a little healthier, I had made I'd made lunch for Jamie. I had made lunch for myself and I brought a little quart container of some kind of fucking brown rice monstrosity <laughs> that I didn't want to eat. And I was the first one in the office and I started having a panic about people smelling my lunch and like knowing that I was eating lunch. I ate my lunch at 8:45. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> just so nobody would have to see. I what was it? Lunch? What was it? It was just like a brown rice salad with some avocado and mushrooms, and oh, dude. it had like broccoli. But you, in wouldn't, it. you wouldn't give a shit if you brought Chinese food in for like delivered. But you so this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. I didn't want people smelling my healthy food. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you know that I brought in some of the elk that Tyler brought in and with broccoli and I ate it in the office? Did you really? Yeah. But I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Under the radar. Under the yeah. radar healthy that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's a whole different thing. But I don't think that's an issue. That's again, like you know, delivery tax. You're eating something before you even get home. That's fine. It, it is what it is. There's nothing. 8.45 is a little early to eat your lunch. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because you can eat healthy. Sometimes when you eat healthy, you gain weight because you're eating healthy so much. <laughs> this is true, right? Like, uh, It's like in New York after I do like a Barry's boot camp and I get a fucking giant smoothie there that I come home and be like, well, I just worked out for an hour. I eat this and this. And in your head, you're, you're saying, uh, at worst, it's all works out as a wash, right? Yeah, I worked yeah. out. No, now wrong, I got this thing. wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> 
I just ate so much more than I would have eaten. I'm a little concerned with Alan saying in Discord, I made a whole pan-ass pan pizza from scratch in my previous workplace kitchen. <laughs> mm, Alan. That's insane, I would, bro. I would actually want to know if you were... Did you get fired? <laughs> Not because of this, but because you're the kind of individual that would make pizza from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Not I don't, even we, we've already been very clear. Don't do this at home. He <laughs> did it at work. Unless you're like, you know, Ron Livingston in, in office space and you're trying to get fired. Now, Alan, if you're trying to get fired, genius move. God bless. Very, very, very high art shit there. But if you were doing this because you like working there and you just wanted to make some pizza, I have a lot of thoughts, none of which are positive. <laughs> I do appreciate Alan. I've never seen the word the uh is this an adverb? Yes. Whole ass. That's <laughs> one word. W-H-O-L-E-A-S-S. I legitimately made a whole ass pizza. <laughs> I appreciate the 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 word though. Uh, and he also says, among the infractions I see in an office kitchen, putting wooden spoons in the dishwasher, using chef's knives to mix shit in nonstick pans. Uh, Alan, do you work in a real professional kitchen? Because <laughs> what? Uh, who has who, all this who shit? Has this shit? Uh, Alan uh, works. St- uh, we found out Alan worked canapé station at the French Laundry. <laughs> Among the infections I saw at my workplace kitchen. <laughs> Thomas Keller taught me that I need to do everything with green tape that is perfectly cut. I am having I'm having like a visceral reaction to that idea of just watching people push things around a pan with their knife. <laughs> that's in, that's intense though. Yikes. Um I don't understand this Toastmaster one. Toastmaster uh, Monko is saying they uh we're going to pass. Tried... <laughs> okay. That's just I don't understand it. I think they ate someone else's lunch. Oh, I do I've done that before. <laughs> Have you done that by accident? Because, like, listen, uh, <laughs> at some point, here's just the truth. It's a little bit like international waters, or if you went to Mars, because I watched The Martian. I think I understand this now. <laughs> sure. If sure. there's no name uh-huh. in there, and then you call out, hey, does anyone know? Is this anybody's? How no loud would you have to call that? What's the, what's the decibel matter. level? <laughs> doesn't matter. Hey, is, anybody, is this anybody's food? Let's just say, to, to answer this on the end of the spectrum, you say it, you put an email out to everybody. Let's just say, so you make everybody aware nobody answers anything. And then you eat it because you very well could be something that the office bought for everybody. It's a left, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it could be there because oftentimes in these refrigerators, they're food for everybody. Sure. Right? So you eat it thinking that it's somebody that's for you, that you can eat it. It's fair game. And then somebody says it's not. Is that your fault? Unlabeled? Unlabeled. No. No. Fair game. I want to know the alternative here. I want to know if somebody said, no, you are fault. You are at fault. I'm like, no. I, there's evidence. Here's my alibi. I ask everybody. Nobody fucking replied. I posted the notice. I waited the appropriate 35 seconds. And then I fucking destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever eaten somebody else's lunch that was unlabeled? It's funny college, you ask, David. In college, we would do this all the time. <laughs> Just out of out of the fridge, yeah. Oh, those shared refrigerators. Oh my fair god, game. Oh my god, and then I don't give a shit how old it was. It's gone. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? <laughs> I never complained because you know what? You're living in a house with other people. There's no such thing as your eggs and my eggs. Get the fuck out of here. This is all. Yeah. This is communal. Doesn't matter. But it is funny you should ask because I think it was less than less than a month ago in our place of work. You had made some food. <laughs> you had made like a. What yeah, did you I make? Got really you made ma- a, I got really mad at you. <laughs> you made a pork, a, a delicious. We were, you were cooking for Brian Ford. You made a beautiful, either fried or baked. I forget which one you did. Hand pie with like a spicy pork filling inspired by Jamaican beef patties. <laughs> Sitting there on the counter, you had made it for uh, our PA of the day, Josh. <laughs> I just waltzed. I literally said before you got up there, it's like, Josh, this is for you when you're finished. Cause it was like finishing wrapping up something. Say, Josh, this is for you. <laughs> like, Here it is. Up. I put it over there to the left of the table. Josh, this is for you. 
And like some Lo and behold, fucking... not even more than 30 seconds after I said this, because Chris wasn't there, just walks up and fucking right in his mouth like, like he's Shrek. fucking sheriff of Nottingham. I just came and just collected my arms. Just, it was sitting there, and I'm, I'm it's in my mouth, and Dave looks at me and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. I just sort of, I thought food here for me. <laughs> like, like you're, I'm trying to feed the fucking crew, man. I was trying to give that's for Josh. And I look at Josh and he's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> just it's fucking lunch in my mouth. It was fucked up. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I apologize, Josh. Um, Eric, the chopstick. I think that's Eric, the Viking. Yeah. We had an office admin that took it upon herself to keep the fridges clean because they were atrocious. Someone was very upset because their glass Pyrex was not in the fridge and she had thrown it away. Then she showed the person that was raging her Excel spreadsheet where she was tracking time and fridge of each item. It was four months old. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, no one ever challenged her again because she kept what I called fridge receipts. We need to, I want to hire. This is can we get this office oh, admin? This, this office admin was a steward at the French Laundry <laughs> with Alan. That's fucking sick. An that's Excel the, spreadsheet. Here are the receipts, <sighs> motherfucker. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you threw away my Pyrex. I brought that from home. Uh, our office policy is four two weeks maximum. Months ago, this is four months. <laughs> Brilliant. My favorite story of the year so far. That's very good. Uh, the lights go out and we go away, whoever that is. I think that before, but at a startup, I think I told this before, but at a startup, I was at, I was at, had, this is a terrible sentence. <laughs> we had a custom seltzer machine called a bevy in the kitchen with things like lime and blackberry and whatnot. And one day it broke. There was so much complaining and it was like other employees are going to die of thirst. And then, usually quite cranky, the CTO finally says, we have water. It comes out of the tap. It is free. Stop whining. Another. <laughs> Another Bravo. hire, another hire. Before Dave gets in trouble for this, the user's name was It's Lights Out and Away We Go. A Formula One reference for our opening weekend here. <sighs> I'm bummed about the Mercedes car. But anyway. <sighs> Me too. Especially since Aston Martin's using a Mercedes engine and they have like the third best car. Well, very, very. yeah, they committed to these weird side pods or whatever. I don't mean, know. I, I hate Max Verstappen so much. I decided I decided I hate him now. After the way he fucked Checo last year, I feel I'm over Max. That was my yeah. that was my guilty pleasure athlete. Now I fucking hate Max. Um, yeah, well, you know, two quick stories here. At the Momo office, um, our old office is about five or six years ago, seven years ago. We had um, purchased a cold brew dispenser. Hmm. It was one of those things that was like a Poland spring water jug thing, but you didn't see the water jug, but it was full of uh, coffee. Cold brew. Good God. It was a liquid and, cocaine dispenser. Okay. And uh, for about two days, we had this thing. And then the office manager, I think it was, I can't remember who, called and said, hey, what's going on here? Um, everyone's flying off the walls here. We were drinking like two cups every three hours because it was free. You know what I mean? When you get something free in the office, you're just like, Whoa. yeah, right. I don't even like walnuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why the fuck am I eating dried cherries? I don't fucking know. Craisins? I would never buy this shit. I've eaten four quarts of raisins today. If I don't know why I'm eating pop chips because I hate them, but pop they're here. Are the, pop chips are the quintessential office foodie that Although, nobody wants sun to chips eat. too. Sun yeah. chips. Yeah. They only exist. You know, shit like that. I don't know why the fuck. But this is like, if, imagine if you're eating things that you hate that are free. Imagine having cold brew coffee in a dispenser that you pressed and it would just shoot out. I swear to God, because we were, it was free. Everyone was just eating it, drinking it, I mean, like nonstop and having crazy highs. The whole office. That's so bad. Was like dosed <laughs> on cocaine, like literally cocaine. No one could think, no one could function. I don't know how we did any meetings with any other businesses that day. I wish we put it in all our kitchens, not the corporate office, because I <laughs> think we'd have blown through revenue projections at every fucking restaurant. <laughs> we found out that you were not supposed to drink it straight. Oh, you were drinking the concentrate. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my true, God. True story. 
True story. Um, one last one. This has nothing to do with an office food thing, but I think what we should, well, I really wanted to get to, but I, I apologize because I spoke about stupid things, uh, is, are like those moments to describe those moments where do you want to bring food in, but you know it's going to maybe offend other people in the office, right? I want to know the people that say, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Those are the stories that I want. <laughs> where you're like, you know what? I hate you. I hate my workplace. <laughs> I'm going to bring stinky tofu in and they can go fuck off. See, that's a hero. That's, that's, a, an, office, wanna, that's an office. I want to know hero. these stories. Whatever it is, it's like, fuck it. I'm cooking hot pot. <laughs> I don't give a shit if we have a fucking huge meeting and some businesses are coming in. I'm not technically breaking any rules by bringing in this induction burner in this pot and filling it with hot oil yeah. and chili and Sichuan peppercorn. Yeah. Foods like that, I want I want to know where people have just said to themselves, fuck it. YOLO, baby. Let's go. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for, too. That's what I want. That's is those moments, because I have those moments, and I never do it when guests come over. I'm always trying to be mindful. I think the stinkiest food I make is probably hot pot, right? I try not to make kimchi unless it's a, like, when it's just my wife and I and the kids, right? We're making kimchi, right? We're eating kimchi. Kimchi jjigae all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And usually it's perfect because we're never we're not eating kimchi too much because it's just fermenting in the garage. Anyway, the last story I wanted to say was my first corporate job when I got back from Japan and I was working in New York. And this is the place where I eventually want to get fired, but I couldn't because it was really inspired by office space. I was trying very hard to get fired, but they gave me a promotion <laughs> after I told everybody at the Christmas party how much I fucking hated working there. <laughs> And they told, I told them how little work I actually did. Real, real true story. Well, like, I think this is probably like ha during my midterm tenure there, I went to the, 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 the office room lunch place and there were like cupcakes that I, that were there. <laughs> they were there. Uh-huh. And I thought they were cupcakes that the office bought, you know, office food. <laughs> Uh -huh. This is a terrible story. This is a fucking terrible story. These were cupcakes that didn't have frosting on them. Uh huh. They were, um, I believe they were banana nut raisin cupcake things. I take, I took a bite into one when everyone was like eating their lunch. And I said, who the fuck made this shit? <laughs> who, who the fuck bought this shit? It tastes like fucking garbage. <laughs> It's something along those lines, like, who the fuck bought this shit or who the fuck, you know what I mean? And uh, one of the employees, co-workers, I found out, made it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. They weren't purchased because they were, they were so actually well made. They were homemade. They were homemade with love. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. Asshole. They were so bad. They were... Dry beyond belief. And it was amazing to me because on the outside, it looked beautiful. I mean, the packaging, everything looked so nice. But it's like she tried to make it as undesirable taste as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the cascade effect of that comment because <laughs> not only did you hurt this person's feelings, but you also guaranteed that nobody else in the office is going to want to eat these either. <laughs> You know, if there is a heaven and I go defend my life, that's one of the moments that is going to be brought up. Like Al Brooks and defending your life for sure. That yeah. is going to be one of the 25 moments of total shame that I've had. <laughs> Explain this one, Mr. Chang. No. And uh, yeah, that coworker was a very lovely person, super nice. She didn't deserve any of it. And I was 22 years old and so dumb. But honestly, I, I think about it sometimes like, what else was I supposed to say? It tasted terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honest answer, I, I probably probably nothing. <laughs> like, although if I ate it, if I ate something, putting you myself in like, your what's shoes, what's worse is it's just like it's good. <laughs> if I tasted something that was gross and I genuinely thought somebody had bought it from a store, yeah, that's what I thought. Then I can understand saying 
what the fuck? These are disgusting. That's exactly what I thought. Had I known that someone had made it, right? Oh, that hurts, man. That hurts to think of. Like you must had have someone I know, I wouldn't have been full Larry David there. No, I, I would have just said nothing, and I would have gone to the bathroom and spit it out, <laughs> and then you know, flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet. I think that um, where it belongs. But I would never have said that to her face. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to say I sympathize with you. I understand you thought they were store bought. I I would also probably uh, find them objectionable. I would have had a hard time keeping my mouth shut. But here you are, twenty some odd years later, still talking shit about this woman. Because they're so fucking bad. I want to say it's almost like she put salt instead of sugar, but it's almost like there was no sugar. You know. I've had muffins like that where it feels like you are giving your flavor to the muffin. <laughs> it's giving me cotton mouth just thinking about it. It's, it's a black hole of flavor where it just it sucks the flavor out of anything it comes into contact with. It, it, but it also tasted bad, like like the wrong spice was put in there. It was it was just not good. It's been so, so long if this was a Yelp review, count. it'd be a zero stars. <laughs> But only because you don't want the secret to be out about these sick muffins. Yeah. <laughs> you better give me a free meal, motherfucker. I'll write a bad review. All right. Let's take a break. We'll get into uh, The Price is Ripe. This episode is brought to you by Smucker's Uncrustables. I love a food hack. Check out Uncrustables, the best part of the sandwich. It's a round, crimped sandwich made with soft, pillowy bread filled with peanut butter and jelly. The best part is you simply freeze and thaw them, pop them straight from the freezer into a lunchbox for less work on a busy morning. You'll find Smucker's Uncrustables in the freezer aisle. Learn more at Uncrustables.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Look to your left, look to your right. Yep, no one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that most green powders and probiotics don't survive digestion? Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is engineered in a two-in-one capsule to safeguard viability through digestion for complete delivery to your colon. A broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits, including gut, heart, and skin health. Visit seed.com slash Dave Chang and use Use the code 25DAVECHANG to start seeding today. That's code 25DAVECHANG to start seeding today. All right. The price is right. Foods that are stinky or challenging, but are worth it. And worth how are we supposed to do this price? Is it a rating or <clears throat> I just think we a level? Say, so, so price is right rules are sort of closest without going over. I think that we've just got to do a sort of over and under, right? They, they play that game where... You see a dollar value for something you say that's high or low. But I think also in relation, it's got to be two, two, two factors. Foods that stinky. And also, it's three. No, it's, you have to do foods that are actually tasty to you yep. in relations to its stinkiness. Yes. So, so it's two should, scores. It should be two scores. Stinky level. Yeah. Stink level. One out of 10. One out of 10. And... Deliciousness level to in relations to its stinkiness. Okay, how about a one out of ten deliciousness, one out of ten stinkiness, and then a and then a worth it or not, worth okay. the stink or not. Okay, kimchi, you go first. I'll go next. Okay, kimchi for me on a stinky scale, it's it's kind of, it's pretty like middle. It's pungent, it's recognizable. But when I look at the larger list, I would say kimchi smell is a ripe kimchi, maybe a, a six. Deliciousness for me, a fucking eight. Worth it. Well worth it. 
All right. Well, there's different, lots of kimchi, lots of thousands of different types. So I'm going to go with the freshest to start off. Gochori, right? Which is like fresh kimchi, like a salad. I'm like immediately made kimchi and you serve it with some sesame oil sometimes. I think the stinkiness, I'm going to give it a one, right? It, a lot doesn't of garlic, a lot of chili. It doesn't it's smell too vegetables. much, but it can offend. I could imagine it could offend somebody that's never had anything like that. In terms of flavor, it is my favorite kind of kimchi. I'm going to give that a 9.8. Wow. In a world of no tens, I'm giving you a 9.8. Damn near the highest. Properly mekochori is my favorite. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Super ripe kimchi, overly fermented, that is now bursting with carbonation. Or now a lot of menus full of lactobacillic fermentation. <laughs> I'm going to give that stinkiness a 8 out of 10. Wow. Maybe even higher. 8.5. Like really ripe kimchi is... Can be, can knock you out. Can knock okay. you out. In terms of flavor for super ripe kimchi, raw, I mean, not cooked. Cooked makes a good, if it's too fermented, it's not going to make a good kimchi jjigae. But if we're talking about where it's bubbling. I'm going to give it a one in terms of deliciousness. Wow. Hate it. Hate you don't it. like it when it's over soured and carbonated with its. When it yeah. tastes like, yeah, no, it's not, it's overdone. I don't like it. I'm I'm, I'm much more of the fre- the fresher kochori type. I do like fermented. I mean, oh, for oh, when it, I'm talking about the opposite of that, the super fermented. And there's some people that like it where you're basically you're when you chew into a kakdugi or a kimchi, a cabbage. It's like you're also you you just burst into Seven Up or a Topo Chico, <laughs> but full of sour juices. If if one is the fresh and ten is the super sour carbonated. You just said you know that the super sour carbonate doesn't make good kimchi jjigae. What number of kimchi do you think makes the best kimchi jjigae in that scale? Five, five. straight fives. Okay, yeah. right down the middle. Okay, yeah. All right, durian, durian. In terms of smell, I'm going to give this a uh, a ten. Nah, yeah, you can't give it a ten. You think? Okay, let's establish. I'm going to nine. I'll give it a nine out of ten. I'll give it okay. a nine out of ten. In terms of flavor, I've never actually been able to swallow it. So I can't tell you because every time I taste it, I don't taste anything other than rotting flesh. You know, that's what it tastes like to me. I I feel like I've eaten eaten the compost pile Uh and I give it a flavor of a one because I've never been successful at eating in the dozens of times I've tried it. I can't. I've never actually been able to, you know, swallow. It's always a spit for me. (laughs) (laughs) So an inconclusive taste test. So a it's a one. I would say it's a nine. one. I can't. I can give it a conclusive one because I've never been able to swallow it. Got it. Well, you can give it a conclusive not worth it to you. No, I don't want to say that because there's people that I know that do love it. But to you, not I think worth it's the fucking. Smell. I wish evolution was more complete in eliminating it. <laughs> Natural selection uh, didn't do its job there. <laughs> Durian to me has a. Has the stink of has like I've I've said this before about other foods. It's a it's a it's my own stench. <laughs> I recognize that it's gross. I recognize that other people would find it gross. Excuse me, but when I smell it, I I think, hmm, I know it's stinky, but it's my stinky. So for me, the stink of dirty. What did I give kimchi a six? I actually would say if we're talking about a five out of five, five level five kimchi, I think the stink of kimchi is more like a four or five to me. The stink of a durian on offensiveness scale is only like a four. Whoa. I don't Different I don't old mind factory it. ratings here. You don't mind it. I don't mind the smell of it at all. Well, and I, I no wonder I, I like you less and less. I think eating it is insane. I think it's not even just the... The smell of it that gets to me, it's you crack it open and there are these, it looks like I broke into an alien's egg sack and I've got to pull out these creamy pods and then sort of like eat the cheesy goodness off of them. Oh, it smells like vomit, tastes like vomit. And it's a five. It's barely, it's for me, it's, it's not I don't something know I if seek out. I don't know if you've had real durian then. <laughs> I've had them. I've had them. Uh, right. well, stinky tofu. This is the ten. Real street side stinky tofu is the ten on the on the smell meter. Uh, uh, yeah, taste. So, in order for this to be worth it, would it have to be a ten out of ten? 
I think the people that like stinky tofu will say that it's a 10 out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10, right? It's a 10 and a 10. People that like stinky tofu like durian, but I think that stinky tofu is more offensive to most people and more of a minor. It's a smaller minority of fans, more niche audience. Uh, I think they would say it's, I would say the overlap of people like durian and stinky tofu are the same, quite frankly. Sure. um, I think that it's sort of like most people... For me, the pain of running a marathon would be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. For other I mean, people, the have... pleasure would be a 10. For me, it's a zero. It's like eating an ammoniated cheese or having that like blue cheese-like thing, but without any of the reward of eating a blue cheese that's stinky. <laughs> it just gets, that's just the, that ammonia-like pungent thing that hurts your nostrils is just the beginning of what is a 10-stage process of eating stinky tofu, Right. That is just the beginning flavor. I've never gotten to stage two, okay? I've never gotten to stage two. I can only tell you stage one, but I've been told it's like a 10-step process of <laughs> digesting, tasting it. Stinky tofu, I think, and I say is a, just under a 10. It's higher than durian because I think the cooking of stinky tofu is what makes the, like the molecules spread more, okay? Yes, yeah, like we slice into an onion. That's when it becomes pungent. But I think that I would say durian, if it's cooked, maybe it might lose some of the pungency. And because most of the times it's raw or something like that, it's not as bad. Or uh, stinky tofu, because it's cooked most of the time, especially when I've seen it or had it, it is without a doubt more pungent because you have more molecules working at a more violent fashion attacking my nostrils. So uh-huh. no, I'm going to say it's a 10 and a 1 because I've never gotten past a 2. 10 and 1. <laughs> I haven't had it in a long time. It's like, it's a 10 and a, I, I, as a Chinese man, I'm not allowed to score it less than a five. So that's a five. Well, if you want to get fired from your job, you should definitely bring stinky tofu in. <laughs> just saying. Or promoted. Who knows? Or promoted because they're going, <laughs> shit, we can't fire her. He's the only Asian person we have. Or she's the only Asian person we have. And then if we fire her, that's a class action lawsuit. <laughs> and especially with sense because of the food they eat. <laughs> shit. <laughs> All we so, can do is make this everybody, person- great idea. All we, can do is make tofu. It, all we can do is make this this person's problem. So let's make this person vice president of HR. <laughs> Everybody, this is a new move. Bring stinky tofu to work. You're unfireable. And I will do something very awesome for you <laughs> and record it. I don't know what, but if you do it and what you record if- the reaction of the people, I will figure out wait, some wait, wait, wait. But epic what if, prize. What if you're just like a white dude who ro- rocks in with some <laughs> tofu in the office? It's That's fine. fucking amazing. Our next one is foods that stink but are worth it. Hot pot. I'm going to go, if you make hot pot, I don't, there's a reason why you go to most hot pot restaurants these days. They either put your coat in like some compartment so it doesn't stink or they put it in a bag and you sit on it under your chair or something like that. Hot pot places, if you have not been, are usually not as bad. I mean, they still smell because there's ventilation, but you're also dealing with extremely aromatic um, spices. Cumin, cinnamon, which doesn't smell bad at all, but Sichuan, peppercorns, a lot of different meats. It is wildly pungent in a wonderful way. But because of the oil, I think, with the molecules in there, again, giving you bad science. I think there's something about that when you have smelly foods and oil where those particles get embedded into your clothing. Hmm. So I think the thing with hot pot is that it may not smell as bad to you initially there. It will linger home with you in in the same vein when you go to a Korean barbecue restaurant and you get that, that smoky grilling flavor stuck into your clothes or the same vein as barbecue. If you've been bar- go, go to a barbecue or you barbecue, just like that smoke. I think there's something about that. The, something about the, 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 the fat and the molecules that get stuck. I like the smell of it. I, so I think, you know, in terms of a smell, it's a one or two in terms of it getting stuck in your clothes. It's like an eight or nine mm. in terms of flavor. It's a nine or 10. Now, Worth it to you? Worth it to enough bring, that like you don't put your clothes in a bag, you don't do anything. You're just gonna smell. It's worth the worth that worth. That I don't price. cook it too much. I you know the beginning of the pandemic, we cooked it quite a bit. Not just hot pot, sukiyaki, um, especially when we moved to LA when we had a because like I just missed it. We have not cooked it really since the world started being open up because it's not the return on the smell is not worth the investment at home. 
Hmm. It's too pungent at home because, as I said, it's that 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 smell that gets stuck into your clothes. It, that smell will get stuck in your house for a few weeks. It will. Yeah, that's why I, I I think it's a very tough thing to cook. I love it. Don't cook it that much at home anymore. Yeah, and for it, it, it's stuck in your couch, and then you just yeah. live with it for weeks without. You don't want to smell something you ate five days Forever. ago. That's the problem, and that's like <laughs> that's the same thing with yeah. That's the thing. All right, what's your number on that? You you agree on the number? I agree with you on the numbers. It's a it's an it's not offensive in any way to me. But yeah, we don't do we don't like do the Sichuan hot pot at home. Which is why sukiyaki is a, a good bet. But you have so much cabbage in sukiyaki or milfui nabe that the cabbage can smell like a fart as well. But you know, I'll take a fart over hot pot smell any day of the week. <laughs> uh, I've had this next one. I've had lutefisk. Have you had this? The what fermented that, the fermented shark? like Nordic shark. No, I don't want to eat it. I would say this is to me. This is like what aren't you, you supposed feel? to dent the can on it? Something it like that. I, I, I had. And aren't I had, you supposed to like try to eat it where it's like honestly has like botulism or something? Something what is like that? that, right? It's supposed to. It's supposed to like burst the can. Yeah, it's cute. I heard it tastes like blue cheesy. It has that same ammoniated flavor. I've had like two bites in my life of the whatever Swedish varietal of this thing. It stinks real bad and tastes real bad. So, That's where uh, I am. All right. So you don't need to put a number because I, I, I have no idea. I've never tasted it. Stinky, no tasty. <laughs> so you're giving it a 10 and smell and a one on flavor. No, it's not stinky tofu, Lou. I'll give it a nine and a one. All right. Or even I'm a selling. zero. Are you going zero? Yeah. I'm going to go nine and zero. <laughs> nine and zero on this. All right. So ripe cheese. I think this depends. There, people think blue cheese smell bad. I don't. I think it's like a one and it tastes at times or camembert can taste like a 10 to me. Like it, it can be so ripe cheese. Epoise, woo. Especially Epoise from France, not the Epoise you get in America because that's been pasteurized bullshit. And they only sell it to stupid Americans. But real cheese like Epoise, I mean, it smells like musky. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people say it smells like sex and shit like that. It's not mm. the worst. It's actually pretty appropriate. It smells uh, It smells like something that you're not supposed to do. It smells like taboo, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something wrong and something that's just like you're not supposed to go there. So in terms of the smell, it can be as pungent and terrible smelling as a nine. Some of these cheeses, especially the one that I never tasted where it's like like cured for like a week in a sheep stomach or some bullshit like that, like wrapped in grape leaves. And then like, no, I, I, it literally smells like, no, I'm not eating that. That's, that's at a level I can't, I have no reference point, but I would say the, you took the higher end of cheese that isn't that, and they're just aged in a, in a, in a more traditional way. It can be a smell close to an eight or nine in terms of taste, a nine easy, but I never eat in the rind. I'm not a Ryan person on that. I'm not even a Ryan on Brie. I I think that um, a ripe cheese like that, like an Epoise or whatever, has that wonderful thing of it smells super pungent, tastes mild, tastes delicious, tastes not mild, not not flavorless, but just doesn't taste as intense as it smells. There are sometimes I people people say like Telegio is is mild. Uh, Telegio Telegio has that sour sour smell. It has that sour smell, but I've had pieces of Telegio or bites of Telegio where it's it stings <laughs> to eat oh, yeah. still. You know, well, it, I think even Telegio always stings. Yeah. So it, I'm it, not. It, yeah, always. I think Telegio always stings. That's the bit of Telegio. Telegio sm- to me doesn't smell like um, rotting death. It smells like athlete's foot. Yeah. It smells like a lot. It's a locker room smell. Yeah. Not locker room <laughs> talk, locker room smell. Very different things. All right. Next one coming up where I think you would definitely piss off everybody in your office place. Hmm. And it's a very distinct thing. It, microwave popcorn hmm. tastes delicious. So I'll do a reverse. Taste is a nine to me. Smell. I'm going to give it an eight. You, you, it is, it is fucking a terrible smell. I hate it. 
I saw this. I saw this on the list, and I thought to myself, does popcorn smell bad? But specifically popcorn, when you no. microwave popcorn, popcorn. I'm going to tell you this. It was the same little hot pot. Regular popcorn, if you cook it like, a, like kernels, it can smell because you're cooking it in some oil unless you're using an air fryer. I know Grace doesn't love me cooking it too much because it definitely lingers in the house for some time, even mm. if the, air's, the window's open and the vent's on. But it's like a little bit more, not like less noxious. So I would probably say air pop popcorn has a smell of a three, mm. you know, um, cooking it in olive oil or something like that has a smell of a six, right? But five or six, but it doesn't, you get used to it more quickly, but it definitely lingers for a day or two or at least a few hours. Yeah. Especially because you're microwave, pushing that smoking point of that oil. But I think that microwave popcorn, popcorn, if I think about microwave popcorn, actually, it does have a weird astringent stink. You know how I knew where to smoke pot in my freshman year dorm? Whoever was cooking microwave popcorn too on like a Thursday night decided to stay in. I was like, oh, they got the three foot graphic spawn working. I'll see you there. <laughs> they got the popcorn going. Hide and you know, they're, they're not there like watching movies. They just got the munchies. Yeah. Because that is like that. That I feel like I'm a hunter tracker. I can smell. I know exactly where shit's going. What so, is happening there? So, so speaking of which, as I think about the as I think about the instances of of suffering through smelly foods, I remember being in a somebody's like frat house or something in college, being pretty stoned, sitting on the couch, and I thought I was dreaming this, but a dude sat next to me with a whole mixing bowl full of boiled eggs, <laughs> just oh, started oh, oh, eating them, bad. and I thought I was going to yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he was like trying to be like Paul Newman and Cool Hand Luke. I guess so. Just trying um, to break that record, but it's eggs. Eggs, even eggs can be sulfurous, but it's like a one. You know, it doesn't stink that bad. It's not, in my yeah, opinion. It's, it's not going to knock you out, but there are people who are sensitive to it. And I think overcooked egg is pretty bad. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to me, it doesn't even make this list. <laughs> it's not even a surprise. <laughs> right? Garlic Fair. fries smells like a two tastes like a two yeah for me the smells like a four and the taste is like a negative six you know i have to not that i need to knock the bay area more but when i went to pack bell for the first time God, and every fucking every motherfucker's like these are the best fucking the, fries get the gilroy garlic fries. fries oh fuck they're so good you gotta you gotta get them they're so good i'm like okay this is one of those so the parsley butter and 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 like i can smell it doesn't it smells like a two, it's going to taste like a two. All right. What this, smells like shit to me is the next category, but please give me your thoughts on garlic fries. No, it's like the smell for me and offensiveness. I find it to be gross. I find the smell of all of that garlic in, I'm picturing the exact same thing as you at whatever these it's called. Fucking fries are the these best. fucking Gilroy garlic fries. I wish they fucking make them at the Google cafeteria, but they won't. It's, it's insane. <laughs> I told my manager that I'm going to quit if they don't fucking make it. This is so much. They actually refer to their manager's managers as their grand managers. You know that? I am um, not even kidding. I uh, Four on the stinky scale. Like we I love said. you, Google, but we've moved on to Microsoft. They got ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, they're the end of the world. Minus six for me on taste. I hate those things. I think garlic well, fries are the, the worst The reason fries. why the next thing is tied to it is what makes Pac Bell even fucking significantly worse is when you get those same fries with truffle oil. Mm. Uh, mm. So that is it's a negative 10 and a negative 10. <laughs> truffle oil, there can be good truffle oil, as there can be good truffle butter when it's made in a legitimate fashion. No, but we're talking here about like Trader Joe's truffle oil. Pure, no. pure chemical, synthetic truffle fart smell. Pure, synthetic, liquid fart. Um, <laughs> truffle oil is... 2,4-diathapathetane. Mm-hmm. That's what truffle oil is. It is a, mm-hmm. literally a fake fucking oil smell. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a story of um, uh, for, uh, Jean, uh, Jean-Louis Paladin who famously threw a bottle of truffle oil against the fucking wall because um, he hated it so much because somebody brought it in. A lot of chefs feel that way. I, I don't know if I would I think it's garbage, but I can say when I first moved to New York and I had, again, I said when I went to a 
you know, Tekka and I had truffle. I never had truffle for the first time. I thought that's what truffle fl- tasted like. So I, I can empathize why a lot of people are into things like truffle or truffle oil things like those bullshit Pac Bell French fries. Um, because like you think you're tasting something exotic. It's not that I can say that it doesn't taste bad. I can understand why it would taste good because it did to me. I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest on like a lot of people in fucking food and say like, I liked it because it was the Fontina cheese some asparagus tips. It was great. I've never had it. And then you get used to that smell and you smell it all the time. It becomes like nauseating. Yeah. Right. Having to work with it can smell really fake and toxic. It smells again, like microwave popcorn. That smell just lingers and I don't like it. What I hate most about truffle oil is the marketing lie of it. That it's somehow pressed from truffles and it's made with truffles or soaked yeah. in truffles. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And that's how I think most people are sort of captured by uh, that, that smell because nothing could be 20, you know, there are things like we, we use truffle in the truffle chili cooks, but it's real <laughs> fucking truffle. You know, you I, can make, there's real truffle oil and there's real truffle butter and then there's truffle oil that's not. Yeah. I, I, and I'm going like- to say this. <laughs> I, I think I'm softening my stance. I don't know. It's like, I don't think I even have a problem with that flavor. I don't. I think it's a smell. I, I, I just wish, I guess I'm just like, everyone thinks that that's truffle. I think that the, I'm just Can being a real this? food Can snob. I'm just being a fucking food snob. No, no I, mean, I don't think you are. Here's, here's what I think it's a little bit like. Let me tell me if, if this rings true to you. It's like go walking into a bath and body works and buying a candle that says vanilla or strawberry peaches and cream. You smell it and you say, well, that's recognizable as a strawberry-ish scent. Yeah. Is that the same thing as a real or fresh strawberry? And then being surrounded by it, working in that shop sucks. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm just being a hypocrite and contradictory, right? Like, if I can say I like truffle butter done right, like, well, how different is that than, say, using truffle oil, per se? So, I, I don't think know. It's, it's not... <sighs> I, I hear what you're you trying to I mean? say. If I can say I like MSG, which is a synthetic product, but I like umami things too. It's like, to me, it's like the same logic, which is why I'm like, uh. It's not the synthesis of it. It's it's the fact that, it, to me, it is the same dizzying, overly, like too much you of know, what it's well, supposed that's, to be. That, you know what? Let me back it up. It's not that I hate it. I hate the overuse of it, the oil. Yeah. There's a lot of synthetic things I like. I think, but one drop is enough. It, when Why I hate the Pac Bell French fries with garlic, fries with the trouble oil is it is doused in it yeah and that i think is too much yeah and any any use there's there's nobody has a judicious hand with truffle oil it's just drizzle all over is the place. it still called pack bell or is it crypto arena <laughs> no i think it's at&t park anyway we've not talked for way too long uh give us five stars give us legitimately five stars we need that and write nice reviews oracle park that was wrong oracle park Talk to you guys later. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.